At Carvana, we're in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. Carvana gives you control by letting you customize your down and monthly payments. You can browse tens of thousands of cars online to find one within your budget, and you won't get surprised with any bogus fees. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to shop for a vehicle. Carvana, we'll drive you happy. Availability may vary by market. Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is one that I have read to you on this podcast before. Um, I believe this would be the first poem that I'm going to be repeating. Um, But it is because last week, the 200th anniversary of the writing of John Keats's classic poem, To Autumn, happened. He wrote it on September 19th, 1819. So we're at that point where I figured if I'm ever going to reread a poem on this podcast, that seems like the right time to do it. First of all, because of the anniversary. Second of all, uh, (laughs) because it's a great poem about the season that we are entering. Even if in the South, it's still pretty warm. I feel like I say that a lot. Seems to be a characteristic, I suppose, of the South. But uh, John Keats, of course, was an English romantic poet, lived from 1795 to 1821, and was one of the important figures of the uh, romantic poets. Here's to autumn. Season of mists and mellow fruitfulness, close bosom friend of the maturing sun, conspiring with him how to load and bless with fruit the vines that round the thatch eaves run, to bend with apples the mossed cottage trees and fill all fruit with ripeness to the core, to swell the gourd and plump the hazel shells with a sweet kernel, to set budding more and still more later flowers for the bees until they think warm days will never cease, for summer has o'erbrimmed their clammy cells. Who hath not seen thee oft amid thy store? Sometimes whoever seeks abroad may find thee sitting careless on a granary floor, thy hair soft-lifted by the winnowing wind, or on a half-reaped furrow sound asleep, drowsed with the fumes of poppies, while thy hook spares the next swath and all its twinned flowers. And sometime, like a gleaner, thou dost keep steady thy laden head across a brook, or by a cider press with patient look, thou watchest the last oozings hours by hours. Where are the songs of spring? Aye, where are they? Think not of them, thou hast thy music too, while barred clouds bloom the soft dying day and touch the stubble plains with rosy hue. Then in a wailful choir the small gnats mourn among the river sallows, Born aloft, or sinking as the light wind lives or dies, and full grown lambs loud bleat from hilly born. Hedge crickets sing, and now with trouble soft the red breast whistles from a garden croft, and gathering swallows twitter in the skies. So I believe when I talked about this poem last year, sometime in the fall last year, probably around about the same time. I believe I mentioned then that this poem sort of um, takes you through a journey um, through the season from 
you know, the, the time when the crops are ready to harvest all the way to the days when it's clear that fall is ending and, and winter is, is coming. There are three 11 line stanzas that take you through that process. And I think I also mentioned at the time, um, and you know, I think it's worth mentioning again, that this is one of those poems that is a reminder that Keats really loved landscape artist paintings. There's a sense of detail in his description that shows why he was such a great poet, but he's able to take that detail and present it um, in this very poetic form um, in a way that doesn't seem trite or saccharine or anything like that. He is so precise with his language that, that he's able to fold these images in in a way that is both mysterious and direct at the same time. And I think that that is one of Keats's great talents, one of the things that has made him last, because we can look at it and see the familiar. There's something specific and familiar that almost every human has experienced. But then it's presented wrapped in these mysteries, these things that you know keep us thinking and wondering and, and guessing and, and, and playing with the poem for so long. Um, so I think that's a great thing to look for as you're uh, thinking about this poem. It's a good one to memorize too, if you if you got a little bit of time. So here we go. Here is To Autumn One More Time by John Keats. Happy anniversary to this poem. Season of mists and mellow fruitfulness, close bosom friend of the maturing sun, conspiring with him how to load and bless with fruit the vines that round the thatch eaves run to bend with apples the mossed cottage trees and fill all fruit with ripeness to the core, to swell the gourd and plump the hazel shells with a sweet kernel, to set budding more and still more later flowers for the bees until they think warm days will never cease for summer has o'erbrimmed their clammy cells. Who hath not seen thee oft amid thy store? Sometimes whoever seeks abroad may find thee sitting careless on a granary floor thy hair soft lifted by the winnowing wind, or in a half-reaped furrow sound asleep, drowsed with the fumes of poppies, while thy hook spares the next swath and all its twinned flowers. And sometime, like a gleaner, thou dost keep steady thy laden head across a brook, or by a cider press, with patient look, thou watchest the last oozing, hours by hours. Where are the songs of spring? Aye, where are they? Think not of them. Thou hast thy music too. While barred clouds bloom the soft dying day and touch the stubble plains with rosy hue. Then in a wailful choir, the small gnats mourn among the river sallows, borne aloft or sinking as the light wind lives or dies. And full-grown lambs loud bleat from hilly born. Hedge crickets sing. And now with a treble soft, the red breast whistles from a garden croft and gathering swallows twitter in the skies. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.